0: communication, social media, promotion, and business leadership. Let's do it. This is the Author to Authority Podcast. And now your host, the extraordinary word ninja, Kim Thompson Pinder.
1: Welcome to the Author to Authority Podcast. And today it's my privilege to introduce... Lindsay McMahon to you. Now, she is the co-host of All Ears English. Her podcast, get this, her podcast is downloaded 8 million times per month. Yes. All I can say is just, wow.
2: <laughs> well, thank you. I'm excited and to it, be here, Kim.
1: It's also been ranked in best of Apple podcast categories and. 2018, 2019. You know, Lindsay and her podcast have been featured in Podcast Magazine, Language Magazine, and
2: Forbes. Well, welcome to the show, Lindsay. Thank you. Really excited to be on your show here and add some value for your audience and your listeners today. So,
1: Lindsay, we're going to get to talking about those tactics that can convert listeners into customers. But since it's your first time on the show, why don't you share a little bit about yourself? You know, how did you come to start your podcast? Just some of the things about your business story for us to get to know you a bit.
2: Absolutely. So All There's English was started in 2013. So it's been, we're going to have our 10 year anniversary this fall, which is amazing. Ooh. Yeah. And you know, that was a very different time for podcasting. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was a time when there were a lot of independent creators out there and there still are. Our podcast kind of took off. I I started it with another teacher where I was living in the time in Boston, and it just filled a need within our niche of language training, English language training. Our target market is global professionals around the world who need English as their second language, mostly for business, but for life, too, for immigration. And it just took off immediately. It just kind of people liked our branding. They were attracted to our style. Our motto, which I can talk about a little bit later, is connection, not perfection. So it really captured the hearts of our learners rather than the heads. And that was a different approach Mm -hmm. from what people were doing at the time teaching ESL. And that's how we got started. So it's been 10 years, Kim. It's incredible.
1: Wow. What were some of the difficult parts? you know, because a lot, a lot of people today say, well, getting into podcasts is difficult. Were there any times that you guys kind of struggled? I mean, you've been doing it 10 years. Has there <laughs> been times where it's like, is this really worth it? Oh, yeah for sure.
2: Definitely, the consistency piece, you have to nail that first, and I'm going to talk about that a little bit later when we get into tactics. But just keeping the show publishing on a regular basis in mm-hmm. itself is quite a feat. And you have to have the system set up. So that's hard, kind of getting the right team on the podcast. You know, hiring is always challenging right? Asking the right questions. How do we build our team? I'm so lucky to have a wonderful podcasting team. We now have three podcasts and I have a lovely team and they're just fantastic. So that's been really helpful. Hard moments are, I think, in conversion. Conversion can be hard, right? It's one thing to launch a podcast. It's another thing if you want to sell courses on your podcast or live events. And so that can be hard and humbling for sure. (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> i was just uh okay well your listeners this is april when you're listening to this but when we recorded this in february i'd just gotten back from PodFest, fest oh and nice one of the uh, gentlemen's
2: like yeah you launch a podcast and it's like crickets <laughs> <laughs> it can be especially today that's why i mean you know we could talk about that in another uh, interview, can, but, you know, there are certain strategies and tactics you can use to launch a show to get immediate traction, right? But if it's just you're publishing an episode, you're launching your show, you're likely to get very little traction in the beginning. We have to do certain things.
1: Well, I'm excited for today's conversation because, you know, podcasting for me is uh, the long, long game right? Yeah, I, I didn't get into podcasting thinking that this was going to be an overnight success and and all these things. I knew it was going to take a lot of time and effort. Now, how much I really didn't know. And, uh, you know, when you talk about consistency, and I know you're going to go more on that later. But you know, I haven't been able to be as consistent in the podcast. So listeners, you've already heard this, but I'll tell Lindsay, my word for 2023 is consistency. <laughs> I love We've actually in February when this is being recorded just went to three episodes a week. It's been a journey and I'm excited to see where this is going to go. Lindsay why don't you take some time because we've got lots of time got about the show is about half an hour. So why don't you take some time and talk about the three tactics to convert podcast listeners into customers.
2: So there are three things that uh, over the last 10 years, we have managed to build, obviously grown our podcast over the years, but we've also built a course business, as I said, and it's not easy, but there are specific things you can do. So The first one is super important and in the last six months or so, I've realized it's not only important for building a podcast, but it's important for converting listeners and I didn't realize this was a conversion tactic. It's build a belief or have a belief, have something like a statement and this is not a mission statement we're going to put on the wall like a corporation and forget about it. It's something that in your bones you believe deeply about your market right, about the problem that you're solving. And it really should go back to personal experience on your part. Right? For example, our belief, and this is also a trademark that we've trademarked officially legally, but it's so much more than that. It is connection, not perfection is our phrase. Yeah. And this comes back to an original kind of challenge I had personally learning Spanish. I traveled for a year, In South America, I backpacked. Uh, I traveled with a lot of Spanish speakers, native Spanish speakers from Spain, and I met many people. And there were many moments that I felt very disconnected, like Mm -hmm. as a human being. They were, we're all in a group. They're speaking Spanish fast. There was really no effort to bring me in. And to be honest, Mm -hmm. I felt lonely. But this was a moment where I just had, I started that deep belief that no one should ever be. Or feel disconnected because of language again. Any language, yeah. any yeah, all over the world. It should always come out down to human connection. And to be honest, in my field, not a lot of teachers focus on that. They go right to the grammar. They go right to you know the punctuation, the vocabulary. But we, in every episode of the podcast, come back to connection. So our audience now knows this. We t- we say connection, not perfection. Every takeaway of the episodes are always what's the connection skill here? Not what's the grammar skill. It's what's the connection skill.
0: Mm-hmm. So
2: more recently I've been seeing a lot of students have, you know, I've said, Hey, why, why did you join our course? which we had mentioned on the show. And they said, because I also believe in connection, not perfection. So it's yeah. actually a selling point, right? It's not just differentiators, not just a tribe builder. It's mm-hmm. actually a selling point. So that's an added bonus. It's not like I created it necessarily to sell. It goes much deeper in my heart. Mm-hmm. And now I've trained our team that we, we need to make sure that our episodes come back to this value. That's the first tactic. Yeah. And
1: even if you're using your podcast to build an aspect of your business whether it be audience whether it be to sell something you know I truly believe that your podcast has to bring value of course (laughs) um you know like when guests come on my show like I vet you before I invite you or I vet you you know when people ask to be on the show it's not an automatic yes Of course. I want to make sure that, you know, you're going to be a great guest. You're going to help my audience build their business bigger, better, stronger, faster. And if you're as old as I am, you will recognize a $6 million man reference in there. Uh, (laughs) But I think it's important
2: to not just see it as a tool. A hundred percent. Oh my gosh. Because the the reality is No matter what you're selling on your podcast courses live events ebooks doesn't matter the vast majority probably 95 percent of your audience is never gonna buy what you have and we know that right and so Your product for them is providing this free piece of content four days a week, three days a week, and you can monetize in other ways, right? There's Mm -hmm. advertising that we can plug into our show itself and they can pay you in other ways and that's fine or can be a free exchange and you can inspire them. Maybe they'll tell their friend about the podcast who will then get your courses. It has to start with wanting to give and wanting to keep giving year after year after year. I so agree you know, if your heart is not
1: in it, yeah, people are going to know. And oh, you're never going so- to see anything from your podcast.
2: It is so true, Kim. And we're thinking of starting, you know, a fourth, a fifth, a sixth podcast in our network now. And every time I think of an idea, I think, ooh, could I have that level of heart that I have for All Ears English and our Business English podcast? I don't think I can. So pass, pass, pass. There mm-hmm. has to be a deep heart in what you're doing.
1: Oh, I so agree. I so agree.
2: Okay, so that was tactic number one, build a belief. What's (laughs) number two? Yeah, build a belief. Let's go to the consistency piece because that is super right. So you've got your belief, but they can't just hear this once and say, oh, that's cool. I think I agree with that deeply. And then never hear it again because you don't publish on a regular basis. So this is about trust. Before they're going to buy anything from you, a course, again, a live event, whatever, they have to trust you. And the way you build trust is by publishing when you say you will. So it's not about a create, I feel inspired today, so I'm going to podcast like a painter. I don't think that even works for painters, right? I think that myth has been busted. (laughs) That that whole... Inspiration idea has been totally busted. Where does inspiration come from? It comes from having a topic you care about and then setting up a system so that you show up and inspiration will show up because you have a system for publishing regularly. So, the way we handle that is we batch our recordings. Mm -hmm. We never meet and record once, one episode. We never do that. That's a total waste of time for us because our episodes are 15 to 20 minutes. And so, we sit down for two hours once a week, get five episodes done and we're done for the week, right? And then we go ahead and upload them all at the same time. Our editor gets them all done at the same time. Someone schedules them. So it's these are systems we have to set up. But the point is, if you want your audience to convert, they have to trust you. And that comes from consistently hearing your your free content on a regular basis when you say you will. That's huge.
1: I so agree with you, and that that was why, like last year, just huge changes in my life. I had to stop working on the podcast. I moved across, the, I moved across the country in about seven weeks. Wow, that's crazy. Where where are you based now, by the way? Uh, Nova Scotia, Canada. Wow. Okay. Great. Kind of the summer into the fall, you know, was just bust because, and then we moved here. Then the hurricane hit. I mean, there was just it was just like one thing after another. So I I didn't start back into the podcast until November, because there was just so much on my plate. I'm like, I can't even get one episode out, let alone do it consistently. So I I made the decision November, we'd restart and I spent October getting ready to be able to restart in November to get the consistency factor. Great. And I think that's important, you know, when you're looking at doing a podcast is, you know, you have to plan for that. I remember when I was thinking about doing a podcast and one of my book clients was a podcast mentor. Okay. And so he worked with me to start the author to authority podcast. And one of the things he said, cause at that time we were using his systems. Now I've got my own systems, but he said, Kim, I won't launch a podcast until you at least have five episodes recorded yeah and I said okay Mm -hmm. and he says we're going to do them once a week I said well I want to do it three times a week he says well then you have to have 23 episodes recorded so guess what I did I recorded 23 episodes now I was able to keep that pace up for a while and then I realized I could not keep the pace of three so we went down to two and it stayed that way for a long
2: time and now I'm able to do the three (laughs) you want to bump it back up yeah and that's fine I mean you decide how often you're going to publish once a month works too. Although if you go so rarely, it becomes hard to get uh, juice from the algorithm, I think. Yes. Right. So the more often the better in terms of getting your show up in the rankings, but you decide how often it is as long as you fulfill that. When I hired my team, I I let them know publishing is non-negotiable. This is not something that can be pushed off. This is not right, this is our number one probably the most important thing we do in our business is podcasting because our show is so huge. And so it's not an option to not complete that episode. So we make sure it happens.
1: Yeah. Cause it it doesn't take much before someone doesn't listen anymore, especially if they're used to listening to you every single day,
2: a hundred percent habits, build a habit, they build a habit and then they'll go and build another habit with someone else, someone else's show. If you're not there for a few days when you say you will be so. Don't mess with that.
1: <laughs> you know, one thing I found when I was going through some of the rough times is just to keep some consistency going is I went back to some of the earlier episodes and reposted them because totally. it doesn't always have to be brand new content. You know, if you've got
2: 100 episodes, you know, you can go back to episode like 20. A hundred percent. I completely agree with this. We recently launched a new business. Uh, it's called the Business English Podcast in our network. And that for the first four months of that podcast until now, it's been past episodes related to business that were buried deep in the archives. Episode 700. We're on 2000 now. So episode yeah. 700, episode 500. No one listen, No one knows that episode exists. No yeah. one can even physically scroll back that far. So we took those. We kind of rebranded them with a new show, put it at the top of a new feed. And hey, you have an episode. We'll be adding new ones. Of course, you could do a lot of things with old content. Yeah. At one point, I didn't know what I was doing, so I switched podcast
1: hosts, mm-hmm. and I lost my first eighty-eight episodes, and just did, never oh. had time to
2: re-upload them. Okay, how did you lose them? What happened? Like, technically, did they come? Did your feed get broken, or what happened? Yeah, no, kind of,
1: I don't even fully understand what happened. I just know that whatever I did, I didn't do it right.
2: Oh no, I'm so sorry. That's heartbreaking. It really um, is it
1: was at the time but the thing was is that my podcast was still really small okay. so it didn't have a huge impact on the show but i was thinking recently and actually listeners by the time you hear this this may be in place we'll, we will see <laughs> uh definitely in by may this will be in place but um i'm thinking of going to five episodes a week i've got those 88 episodes wow. so adding you know a from the vault episode because i do three guest episodes a week um so i was thinking of adding from the vault because i've got some amazing interviews that you can't you just can't even access anymore even if you were to scan back you can't get them and doing like one just me training section like a brief one you know five to ten minutes so maybe by the time you're listening this we might be at five episodes of the author to authority podcast a week
2: if not definitely by May. that's huge kim i mean you may see a real bump in your stats if you do that i mean That's powerful, right? Because I do think I kind of have a theory that in order to truly have your listeners build that habit that we mentioned, you kind of need a minimum of, I would say probably three times a week, right? Because if you think about the habits that you have, they're not things you do once a week or even twice a week. They're things you do three, four, five, six times a week. So that might be an exciting yeah, thing to see in the stats. Well, we'll have to see how it goes.
1: Okay. So number
2: one, building belief. Number two, consistency. What's number three? Okay. So this is going to be more of a tactic rather than a strategy. Give your audience something very tangible. So we've had a lot of luck with quizzes. The reason it works is for the same reason why I love taking personality quizzes on whatever you see online. People love to know something about themselves and the human mind loves to put itself in boxes. We love this for better or for worse. We love the (laughs) box effect. Where do I belong? All right, what yeah. kind of person am I? I just took the Enneagram quiz again for the third time. Have you taken the Enneagram, Kim? Enneagram, no, it's a personality test. And I got the same result. And I was like, yes, I am a four, even though the fours are the worst, ty- <laughs> worst personality <laughs> type that exists. I was like, yes, I'm a four. I'm still a four. And I'm going with being a four. Okay. That's a powerful psychology principle. We don't have to be psych majors to know that. Now apply this to your market works at almost every market you could find a way to ask your listeners a series of 10 questions takes them two minutes and you could place them into different buckets and results Mm -hmm. based on those results you could tag them and send them targeted emails that will help them improve their situation and get higher open rates on your emails because that email is for them and then you can introduce them what we've done in the past is introduce them to a course with a special bonus related to their level or or you could put them in, if you have levels for courses, it depends on what products your, mm. your listeners are selling. But I think this works really well. The problem is that in my market now, everyone has started using quizzes. <laughs> and so now we just need to build a better quiz is what, what is what we're planning to do this year. Do you have specific software that you use for yes. these quizzes? Yes. We use bucket.io. It's a little on the pricey side. It's $99 a month. But if you're driving to a course or looking to build your email list, you just need to look at your lifetime value. It probably makes sense for most people. I know a lot of people use Typeform for surveys. I haven't tried it yet for quizzes, but it probably works well. I like it for surveys, so. And you could technically start off by doing this in a simple free Google form, right? You could manually sort people in your email. There's a lot you could do to test this. You don't have to spend $100 a month to do this initially, right?
1: So the bucket.io, does it automatically like link to your autoresponders and that?
2: Like, is there automation involved? Yes, yeah, you can set it up. And so if you have an organized tagging system them in your autoresponder, in your email, you can integrate it through API and you can say, okay, everyone who scored 25 points, whatever they're in the the score range of this to this, I want that person to be tagged with this tag. Mm-hmm. And then in entreport, we use entreport. We trigger a campaign based on that tag being assigned, right? And then and then it just goes from there. And then you're getting into funnels, which are not my passion. <laughs> <laughs> So maybe I won't talk about those too much, but there's a lot you can do. So quizzes are powerful. We've Mm -hmm. seen, I should pull it up, but I know we've seen, I want to say around 70% opt-in rates for quizzes compared to what we used to see on three video series opt-ins or ebook opt-ins closer to 25, 30, 20%. So 70% is really high, I think, for an opt-in percentage, right?
1: It definitely is. So that one's a little bit more techy, but definitely something to
2: think about. What's number four? Well, those were the three. I thought we were going for three today. We could keep going. Oh. I could probably come up with a few more. <laughs> but it's I feel one like of those days, Lindsay, I'm looking <laughs> at three and I'm seeing five. <laughs> I mean, we could probably come up with two more, I'm sure. Um, but I feel like what we've given your audience would definitely keep them busy building that belief, being consistent once you have that belief. And I just going back to that consistency piece, You need Mm -hmm. to consistently publish. And of course, you need to consistently mention your belief, right?
1: Yes. (laughs) We
2: don't want to forget that you have to kind of bring all of your content back to that. And it should happen naturally because it's Mm -hmm. what's coming to your mind. It's where your value is, where your mind goes. But that's just important to remember. You have to have the two together. Yes.
1: You know, you you
2: can be putting out episodes, but the episodes
1: are incongruent with each other or there's no main sort of theme tying them together. Yes. You yes. know, one of the things that, you know, we've talked about on previous shows with different guests is niching or niching, depending on where you live, down your audience. And if your show is incongruent, you're yes. not going to get that super strong audience.
2: 100%. And the other piece here is linked to what we said about quizzes it's the tribe mentality people want to say i am the person who believes in connection not perfection that's powerful to them and they want to right so at the same time you might say as a podcaster what you're against we are not grammarians we do not do grammar for the sake of it. Some people do. I'm sure there are other podcasts that really want to do grammar and they love that. And maybe there are some listeners that don't agree with us. They don't think connection is the most important thing. So they're going to go over and listen to that grammar podcast, but we don't mind that, right? We want people to hook into that mentality of, I believe this. And it says something about me as a listener.
1: Yeah. I so agree.
2: Lindsay, if people have enjoyed this
1: podcast episode. How can they connect with you?
2: Yeah, so I'm working on coming up with some kind of an opt-in for anyone interested in building a podcast, but I do not have that prepared yet. (laughs) I have not had time to do that. So they could just go over to my LinkedIn profile and find me on LinkedIn. Just type in Lindsay McMahon, All Ears English. I would recommend also that they check out our podcast. You know, if they're already listening in in their podcast player, they could type in All Ears English and you'll see our three shows. They're all bright yellow. Our branding is very bright and optimistic. So you can check out our podcast and how we go about creating our show.
1: That is awesome. Well, thank you so much, Lindsay.
2: Now, audience, if you love
1: listening to these Author to Authority podcast episodes, and they're helping you in your business, and to build authority and to gain visibility, do you know someone else who could benefit as well? Can you pay it forward? Can you let them know about this free resource so that they can listen in as well? And I want to thank you, listeners, for joining us again today on the Author to Authority podcast. Thank you so much for listening